Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oye, mi gente, if there's one thing we love doing here at Better Let Me Tell You, it is celebrating our Cuban culture. And that's why we're happy to tell you that Cuba Nostalgia is back in 2022 for its 23rd year. That's right, Cuba Nostalgia, a celebration of the richness of Cuban culture, history, and tradition is back May 21st and May 22nd at the Miami-Dade County Fairgrounds. Come experience the art and exhibits, like recreations of classic Cuban landmarks like El Museo de Bellas Artes and El Tropicana, and of course, you know, there's food and Cuban cocktails. I mean, have you ever known Cubans to have an event without comida y trago? <laughs> oh, and we almost forgot, there's also free concerts every day. Así que get your tickets today. Just visit cubanostalgia.org to make sure you don't miss out on Cuba Nostalgia May 21st and 22nd. After all, it's more than an event. It's a Cuban experience. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. And linens and things. Linens and things. This doesn't exist anymore, right? I don't think so. Oh. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 203. Welcome to episode 203. But let me tell you, how is everybody? Happy Friday. Do you think it was more the fault of the linens or the things? <laughs> the linens or the things? <laughs> or Bed Bath & Beyond? In Bed Bath & Beyond siempre hay un reguero. It, well, it's the beyond. It's the beyond. You know, I don't expect the beyond to have order. Right. Um... <clears throat> Hey, como se llama? Welcome, everybody. How how was how is everybody this week? I think everybody's doing. I did you like going to those stores when you were a kid? I did because they always had like those weird things that didn't exist anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, like those again, the Beyond section. You know, like those things that were like a dollar or two. Like, look, it's a drain stopper, but it's also in the shape of an ostrich. 
you know, just random ass things where I was like, "What bet, bad, and beyond were you going?" You to? know what I mean? Like, you know, I didn't. No, why? No, because I would always get in trouble. Oh, okay, that that tracks. Yeah, I mean, I knocked down things. I. <laughs> You're the reason that they didn't actually put towels all the way up on those things. I, I was a troubled child. My parents didn't know what to do with me. You were a, you were a troublemaker. I was, I was, but. Aren't they happy that by the time puberty hit, it went backwards for me? Like, I became really good. Yeah, almost Amish. Right. Because I, yeah. I, I, I was say, if your kid is going to be trouble, let it be when they're kids. Before there's legal implications. Right. So, you know, if that's the case, we're good with Tristan. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, every time I went to one of those stores with a lot of trinkets and knickknacks, that didn't end well for me. <laughs> okay, so you enjoyed going. But no, it, there was nothing enjoyable about it. Well, but you enjoyed going because you got you had fun making a mess of shit. I did. I but did. then you got in trouble for I it. Did. So, so right. but yeah, like Bed Bath and Beyond like is not doing well financially, and it's like they, I think they rebranded or they re- yeah they closed the one here in Kendall. So, oh really? Yeah. So it's like where do people go and I don't know. Where's the Beyond now? Get their knickknacks. Where's the Beyond? Yeah. So we've gone beyond the Beyond. Yeah. So anyway. So, hi, what a week. Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's been, you know, fun times for everyone involved, I guess. Yeah, yeah. One of the things, actually, that departed us this week, okay. there's, it's the end of an era. I'm going to let you finish that sentence because it could be many This things. week, Apple announced that it was discontinuing oh, yes. the iPod. I didn't know it was still being made. Let, oh, I did. Let's talk about that for a minute. How do you feel about that? I didn't even remember it was being made. So clearly, I didn't have a strong feeling about yeah, it the iPod necessarily. Touch um, yeah, right. No, when I saw the iPod Touch, yeah, yeah. It's, it just makes sense in a weird way. I mean, nowadays, do you really want multiple... Putting all the other stuff aside, do you really want multiple devices in your pocket? Like when we've become so used to having a one-stop shop situation. You know what I mean? Because right now, let's face it. If you have an iPhone, you've got music already in your your phone for all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have an iPhone, like if you have a Samsung, are you really going out and buying an iPod Touch just to have an iPod Touch? You're probably not. You're probably uploading your music. Well, to your phone. Droids have music players too. That's what that's what I mean, right? You're just you know you're using the music player on your device. So I'm surprised. That's what I'm saying. I'm surprised it was still around. So I'm. I still have of, my Nano. I'm sort of upset about it. I have three of them, and I guess now they're collect. They're going to be collectors. They will items. be absolutely. In fact, I've, I I I'm going to see if I can to buy a touch before it's they're gone. When is it officially going off the market? They're, until supplies last. Oh, okay, so it's just we're not making any new yeah. ones. Okay. Um, you know, I never had the iPod Classic. No? No, because my first iPod was when I was in law school, so I couldn't afford the Classic. So that's why I ended up really? with a mini that's pink. My, you, you see my yeah, no, no, mini no. iPod? I thought you had you, no, Mr. Had Music. Classic. I had the mini. I had the mini, which the mini, the first version of the mini, of the iPod mini, looked like the iPod Classic, but it was smaller, but it right. came in colors. Yes, I remember. That was the that was the And, and the mine peel. is hot pink. I, I remember yours. Which I hate pink. But <laughs> when I was a poor law student- Yeah, took what you got. It was half off in CompUSA, so I'm like, pink it is. Pink it is. You will learn to love it. Pink it is. And I still have it, and it works fine. Then I had- That's true. They just- they I've Actually, now think about it. The three iPods I have are all minis. Really? Yeah, they're all minis. Um, I don't know why. Because then later when I could get the-, the I remember- <laughs> Yeah, I later wanted, when you had money. I wanted the U2 one. Oh, the that one that, that came pre- Red and black. But that was the iPod Classic. But it was like- 
I don't know, three, four hundred dollars, whatever amount of money. That was like, I'm not spending that amount of money on an iPod. But, you know, I obviously from a business perspective, mm -hmm. I mean, look, the iPod touch right now is pretty much an iPhone in terms of the hardware. So that just doesn't make phone calls. Right. But yeah. it looks like an yeah, iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So from a hardware perspective, it's probably not that difficult to make. But at the same time, as the iPhone keeps evolving. Are people going to buy it? Are are they going to keep evolving the iPod iPod Touch? Right. And, right? and so, eventually it'll just become an iPhone. But I just, I, I think that the iPod is one of those things. And you know that I'm not, I'm not an Apple fanboy. I not actually reject it a little bit. Not because I think Apple makes bad products, but I hate the fanfare about it because... I mean, you are the voice of the people sometimes. No I'm, no, I'm not. You know why? Because look, remember when we were in high school uh -huh. that we used to use Macintosh? Yes, yeah, performance? that's right, yeah. Right, those were great computers. They were, they still right? yeah, I had, I had, um, um, in, um, you had a Mac, didn't you? I did. I had an iMac in blue. That, that's, I just had that flashback. I did. Yeah. I did because I liked Macintosh. But you know me, when everybody starts jumping on a bandwagon, I get off the wagon and go back. <laughs> that's what I mean. You're the right. contrario del pueblo. I am, you're, I am you're, that person. Right. I don't try. It's not a conscious decision. It's just, I think some, no, in it's a way not. it is. I just get really turned off by it. And then when people just started buying Macintosh stuff, which is more expensive, just. It is. I mean, I know people that would buy like MacBook Pros and I'm like, But do you even know? You don't use it. Like, do you, you even know what this the the, the purpose yeah. of this computer? Like, no, like I just what? want it because it's Mac. Yeah, yeah, it's Mac. It's an Apple. Right. It's like so that would really annoy me. And even when the iPhone came out, it was like, oh, well, you know my whole thing when the iPhone came out. My whole problem when the iPhone came out, and that's why I rejected the iPhone for years, okay. is that when the iPhone came out, it was only available on AT and T. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. For years. For that's like right. the first four or five years, it was only available I on AT&T. I totally AT forgot about that. Right? And I was like, I'm not switching to AT&T. Like, you're not going to make me switch to AT&T. <laughs> Just to get a phone. And then I became a contrarian. I'm like, okay. no. I'm very happy with T-Mobile. Right? And well, then, especially with how little you pay for T-Mobile. Right. <laughs> and then, at that time, I mean, I understand that it was the beginning of the smartphone revolution. But at that time, Apple wasn't allowing third-party apps. Oh, that's so right. So everything yeah. was Apple. Right. You're right. And then, you You're know, right. so this day. Things that I forgot, yeah. So this day, like, look at my phone. Look at the screen of my phone. My home screen. Okay. All right. All right. Not a single icon. Okay. Right? Which is the same as in my laptop. My laptop, my 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 desktop has no icons. Okay. Right? I like no icons on it. And then in Apple, you can't customize that. You have to have the icons. Right. And, like, it really, really bothers me that I can't customize a phone. It's a me thing. Okay. I have multiple me right? things. My me thing is that I, I, it's, like, I, it's like, crap, I'm paying so much money for this device. The minimum you can do is let me do what I want I with it. I can't even like, get rid of the which icons is, on my desktop. Which is funny because that's one of the things that people kind of tout about smartphones in general, which is, you know, yes, it's the same phone, but it's customized. It's your phone, you know, because of the apps or that are in it or the cover. And yet you can't do that. Yeah, and then my problem, you know, whoa, we're that. turning into a rant against uh, Apple. Eh, it's our, it's my, our show. My my whole thing with Apple is that their their <coughs> all their devices are at a premium. Yes, and they're good devices. I've never in my criticism of Apple, I've never said Apple sucks. They're not a subpar right. product. Right. Oh, I know, I know a listener that I know personally that listens to us every week who's going to have a lot of opinions about this. Should we be anticipating the DM? Right, but it's funny because the two. 
it's uh, listeners that we have that are brothers, but one is like Android and the other one is like Mac. Ooh, they're like that commercial. Yeah, other, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The other one's like iPhone. Yeah. And they're very like, and I'm like, dude, both of you, like, yeah. Calm I, down. Calm down. But yeah. I've never said, oh, Apple sucks. Apple is a great product. I mean, it really, really right. is. And just the build quality and everything is great. But it's just, it's such a premium. Right. And like, it's so expensive. And then, you know, they have the, you know, their whole little bullshit, which... A lot of people, a lot of other do, companies yeah. do that. That they start updating your phone so you could get a new one and slow it down. So yeah, you're talking this whole moment right now with my. With but my we're veering model. off the whole iTunes, the iPod thing. iPod Touch. I mean, just think about seriously how the iPod revolutionized everything. Everything because, like, do you remember? I mean, me like everybody else. Especially like I, when I would travel when I was in college, you know, I was very yeah, fortunate. You were back a, and forth. Yeah. I did a lot of traveling during those years. But even just the back and forth travel from Detroit, and, right, and right. Not, not only forth, that, yeah. but like when I was like when I would go to Europe and stuff like that, right. that I would lug around my CD player with like you know my my binder of CDs. I still have CD binders. Oh, me too. I didn't yeah. get rid of my CD no. binder. I didn't get rid of my CDs, but. And even though I love CDs and I still buy CDs right. and, you know, obviously having thousands of songs in a little device is more convenient, yeah. especially when you travel. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, I feel that with the iPod, it was just like day and night. It, it, the iPod, I feel, was truly the first handheld device. Okay. Like handheld. We're not talking about portable because, you because know, the, the Walkman, Walkman and all the Discman, that. Right, and the Discman, right. right, are all portable. I mean, like handheld. I mean, it was quite a thing. It was revolutionary. It was. And it's because of that that I think music, as big a part of the world as music was, I think it became bigger. Because music now just literally was in your pocket at all times. It was. All times for everything, you know, whether back on MySpace, you know, when you, what would you customize with, with music? You, so I feel like the iPod kind of led the way to us, this constant streaming of music that we all take for granted now. This was that first opportunity to say, you can have whatever you want to listen to, whenever you want to listen to, literally, like you said, handheld. Right. You don't have to go and pull the CD and change the disc and all that. It's just like hit the button and go. You know that I, I'm so like on the fence about streaming. Okay. I really am. In what sense? Because, for example, unless of course you're streaming podcasts, which is for example, know. just the other day I got in, I I I was in my parents' car mm-hmm. and. Um, my dad's car, I think, is like he has an Altima. It's like the last car they made with like a CD player, because the car is not old. It's like mm-hmm. not even two years old. And, oh wow! And it still has a CD player. Oh shit! Um, and I list. I I I used their car that day, and I um I li- I I had a CD because I went to their my parents' house and that's where and, all, you know, your all CDs my CDs live. are. And I'm like, I am gonna take Octune Baby, you know, right. U2's album. And I listen to the whole album. You don't do that as much nope, with streaming. You do not do that at I all. I mean, you could. I but mean, you don't. You But you don't. But you don't. And there's something to be said about getting a CD, an album, and listening to the whole thing. Right? That's how you discover songs. It, it, True. I mean, it, truly. Because otherwise, for the most part, you're listening to singles. With streaming, is what I mean. Well, yes. I mean, again, with... with, with the issue with streaming is sort of like the issue we make with like streaming in terms of TV programming. Mm-hmm. That there's just so much that you're like, right. I don't even know where, where to, to start. Begin, yeah. Right. Um, and this is the same thing. Like I used to get a, well, we all did. You used to get a CD and just listen to the whole thing. 
Yep. And now with streaming, again, you can because you could get the whole album on whatever music platform you but use. But you don't. But it's different. Like, I don't know. If- y eso que recently Spotify changed it so that now when you, if you hit, because um, of Adele, thank you, Adele. Um, she complained that with her latest album, the way that the format used to be before is if you would hit like just play Adele, if you, it played the album, but it would shuffle. Like, oh it my would, god, it would, yes, I hate that. It would shuffle. Like, I well, hate that. Adele basically complained about it for all intents and purposes, and so they changed it now so that when you but listen, only on Spotify. Well, I mean, they can only control Spotify. Uh, that, that's so funny you say that because that's actually one of the reasons why I don't listen to whole albums on streaming because it shuffles it mm-hmm. and it, it's so annoying it is like I, again first world problem right. here the world is falling apart and we're complaining about, about yeah. songs <laughs> shuffles shuffles Shuffle on, on Spotify on digital music um, I hate it like yeah. I hate it but that's another reason why you don't listen to an album because yeah. you you're listening to an album and all of a sudden oh now it's the first album oh no it's the seventh right. album oh no it's the second oh no I it's the know. remix album I mean I, look I, I, I think that every generation always says something nostalgic and always something positive about their things about their generation that the newer generation doesn't get. But I just think there was something so just so like religious about going to a record store and getting an album and holding yeah. it and looking at the, the, the tactile, the, the tracks at the back, the like, album art. Yes. The album art. Like, um, you know, do you remember in, and again, you have to be of a certain age to, appreciate this how like in the mid 90s like albums like cd cases started having the clear background yeah instead of the black one Mm -hmm. yep right so now it like it opened up a world of possibilities because now the cd itself could also be you know artwork yes and And it was so exciting and it would be so disappointed when you would buy an album and then it had like one picture (laughs) yeah Uh, Yeah. which is actually kind of where we're at now if you think about it it is because they released the album picture for the cover and that's kind of it yeah it is yeah so there was something about that and reading the lyrics and I, i don't know like the experience of it all it, it, it was and sometimes i think you know because vinyl's making a comeback mm-hmm. and so it's not that vinyl or cd are ever going to have the presence that they once did but they're still hanging on yeah especially vinyls when that yeah. shot the hell out of me and and that i mean i think people, the only thing that had a bigger comeback than vinyl was the qr code <laughs> well yes <laughs> <laughs> it I only mean, took a pandemic it only took a, a pandemic, world pandemic but it came back God. um so yeah i like that's something that i missed like one of my favorite things to do as you know was going to blockbuster music band that dates us and <laughs> going to the import section and just oh, going through Mega all Star. those cds from like the uk and europe and being like oh my god who are these people i want to listen to this you know whatever and then going and listening to it at the listening station and you know now there's an appreciation for discovery yeah that that i don't think exists when it's at the click of a button i realize this is making us sound really we old. sound like we're seven thousand years old right yeah. now like we might as well be talking about silent films right yeah 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 uh, <laughs> what there's movies that have audio you know, like, when we went to the nickelodeon you know yeah. i mean we might as well just <laughs> yeah oh my god that's so funny you say that i'll never forget that when titanic came out mm-hmm. um i had a co-worker of mine because you know the scene the the in, in titanic the scene in the in the grand staircase. Yes, when he kisses her hand, mm-hmm. the very iconic, the iconic scene, scene. Yeah, you know what he? I I, don't, I know you only saw that movie once and you hate it, but <laughs> but it's iconic and I remember it. Right when he when he says, "I saw that in a Nickelodeon." Mm-hmm. Like I remember yeah. I had a coworker at that time who was like, "They had Nickelodeon back then," and I'm like, 
Where do I even begin to answer that question? There's so much to unpack in that question. (laughs) You should have just been like, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Nickelodeon. That is where you can't do that on television started. On the Titanic. Can you imagine like beep, 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 beep. (laughs) Nickelodeon. But it's like, you know, in that like 20s, like, well, no, no, this would be even more because Titanic was in 1912. And that like kind of um, scratchy music from the... like. Yeah, early 20th century, like <laughs> that. It wasn't uh, what the what do you call them? The record players of that the phonograph. Time? The phonograph. It was phonograph. like a phonograph. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. It's scratchy, scratchy. I was, thinking, I was thinking of my dad's mom whenever I hear the phonograph because she said that growing up they had one in the house, but since she was the youngest, they always had her standing next to the crank. Oh yeah, while her while her brothers and sisters listened to the music, mm-hmm. she was the designated. Uh, you know, you know, it's funny. I just asked myself, why did I think of a dog? Hello? Yes, RCA. RCA or HMV. What's HMV? The record store, His Master's Voice. That was, it was a European, it was a British. Oh. But yeah, it was called His Master's Voice because that's what he was hearing coming out of the thing. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. You learn something new every day. Well, well, how is everybody's That's drive? That's the learn part of that today, I how, guess. How is everybody's drive today? How is, how is, how is? Uh, it's a Friday. You know, no matter how bad the drive is, it's a Friday. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I wanted to bring something up because it actually reminded me a little bit of something we touched on last week. Um, and no, not, not, not racism or abortion, but the Met Gala. Yes. And I don't know if you saw that this week the fashion house Balenciaga released what they are calling distressed sneakers. Have you did you hear about this at all? Or and the sneakers are probably like you know thousands of dollars. Okay, the sneakers are I think it's like eighteen hundred dollars. But have you seen the sneakers? No. Okay, these are the eighteen hundred dollars ones are like the limited higher end edition, and they have other ones for like six hundred and something dollars. Okay, this is what they look like the eighteen hundred dollar ones. Oh, okay. Basically, they look like they've been run through a dumpster. Okay. Right. Now, the reason I say that I thought of you is because, again, the narrative when this first came out was like, oh, these 18... And we'll post pictures of the the shoes. These $1,800 shoes and then Balenciaga... They look like they got stuck in una... Chapeadora de patio. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we've all worn these shoes at one point before we throw them away. In a misguided attempt at PR control... They came out saying like, you know, well, you know, only a hundred pairs of these quote unquote extra destroyed sneakers are going to be available for 1850. The non-limited editions, um, which are on the website are just, just 495 and $625, you know, depending on the specific style. So the ones that are the cheaper ones are these. Okay. The first, the reason I say I thought of you and I thought of Met Gala is because you know how last week you asked if I thought the Met Gala was tone deaf? Yes. And I said, I didn't think so. It was a nice distraction. Mm -hmm. That's tone deaf. Well, yeah. That is the definition of tone deaf because you've got people in this world who that is. For our listeners, it's a pair. They look like. I'm I'm literally going to post it. Look like Converse. Um, Yeah, like high top, like Chuck Chuck high tops. Yeah, it's not even that they're dirty. It's that they're destroyed. They're just right. They're purposely destroyed. Again, I'm going to post pictures of them, but. And I was like, when there are literally people in this world who that is their shoes because that's just what they have, Mm -hmm. for you to come out with this and then to try to back away from it and be like, no, 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 the $1,800 ones are are only 100 pairs. The other ones are just, you know, $700. Mm -hmm. What are you smoking? 
Well, what because, what possesses you to even to even think this is a good idea? Well, because that that's always been sort of like the disconnect a lot of time with with fashion. And look, I I, I get that there are luxury brands, right? I get that it's what makes the world go. But around. they're making poverty luxury. And, and everybody right, and everybody wants to aspire to certain things. Like I get it, I get it. Even if I sit here and sometimes I'm like, ooh, that's not me. Yeah, I fall off to end that too sometimes. Look, what am I? What I would love to. Like a goal of mine is to one day have like a custom tailored Tom Tom Ford suit. Oh, me too. Because like Tom Ford suit, they're, they're Tom gorgeous. Ford suits, they're they're just they're, they're classic. They're they never go to style. You know, um, and it's like you know twenty twenty five thousand dollars. Right. Will I ever spend twenty five thousand dollars on a no? On a, no. But would but, I like to have but, one? But, but but so I get it. Like I get it. But right, what you're making there is like poverty porn. Right. right. Like we it, say when people are like, I want to go to Cuba before it's ruined. Right. It's like you you are failing to see that unfortunately. Unfortunately, that's a reality to millions of people around the world that don't even have shoes. Some people don't even have shoes, right? right. So while while you have companies like Tom's, right, they're doing good a things. Pair of shoes every time <laughs> you buy their shoes. These people are glamorizing, right? You know, something that they don't even have shoes. And and, you're, and and you know, shoes are sort of a necessity, right? Well, of course they are, right? If, especially if you live in areas that are hot, right? You know, they're, and... they're sort of an, they're certainly not a luxury at all, right? Um, yeah, they're glamorizing it and making it, you know, I, I've told you this, I, I think I'm very open-minded. I, 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 I strive and I, I pride myself in being an open-minded person. I think that I, I'm creative and I appreciate art. Um, I love going to museums. I love seeing paintings, but I, and it's just my opinion and, you know, a lot of people may disagree with me. I think there's a lot of art, and and I and I will include that in there. Fair. A lot of art, you know, in terms and and again, I'm adding fashion there too. Well, because fashion that, has its artistic that moments. That I, I I think, in, in in my opinion, does not have artistic merit, and but we are trained, you know, as a society to give artistic merit to someone. Maybe who is maybe as somebody who's artistic, but if somebody tells you it's artistic, we have, we have to, to take it. We have to, right, right, right. Because there is nobody who's going to tell me that a canvas painted in black is art. Like, there's nobody who's going to convince me of that. It's just, they're just not. And for people to stand there in front of that and be like, oh my God, like, right. wow, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> you know, it's so je ne sais. No, no. Right. No, you're, you're, you're not. Going to convince you're buying into it. You're right? not. You're, you're yeah, not yeah. going to convince me. You're not going to convince me that a pile of trash bags is art, right? Unless it has some hell of a context, right? Right. <laughs> right. You right. know, like I don't know if you put a thousand trash bags in the middle of like Biscayne Bay, this, no Harrods department store in London. You okay, know? and it's like a contextual social like commentary, right? Right. right. Like something like that, but it's got to be executed very well, right? Right. You know, that's like. You can make that argument about performance art. Yeah, which I don't care for most performance art. Right. Because I don't get it. Right. Tilda Swin. Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton yeah. in a box. For like three days. It's Tilda Swinton in a box. Right. <laughs> I, the one that I still don't get, and that everybody's like, oh, it's so moving. The one that la mujer esa que se sienta en la mesa. Yeah, and looks at people. And just looks at people, and, yeah. then, and then people leave, and they're like, oh my God, I was so moved. I'm like, you know have she, you never looked she, at somebody's do face? You know, do you know who she is? She actually hold on because I you know what now that you brought her up I want to that's talk. one of those art I wanna, pieces I, that I, I, I that um, I I just don't 
I don't get it. Um, I don't get it. And I know that when she was doing it, there was one guy in particular, I think, who sat across from her. It, it was an ex, like, old lover. Was like her, one of her lovers, because she's that age that she still calls people lovers. Why? Oh, my God. You know what's so funny? That, like, who says that anymore? No, you know what's so funny? That, like, you know that I also volunteer as a guardian at Lightem. Right. In, in the guardian at Lightem program mm-hmm. for, for legal, I guess, definitions when you're talking about the parent a parent mm-hmm. about their significant, significant other. other love interest you call them a paramour a paramour <laughs> it'd be great if every time you said that the band showed up <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> i i knew obviously i knew i knew what what a paramour was but i mean right? we're not in the william shakespeare times right but it was just interesting. So, okay. Well, we're talking about a performance art. We are talking about, because I want to make sure I get her name wrong. Right. Marina, you uh, want to make sure you get it right, not wrong. Uh, Marina Abramovic. Okay. So, she did, she does a lot of performance art. Mm-hmm. And the most recent one she did, the one you're talking about, I believe was in the Met in like 2010, 2011. Yeah, recent. Where she was wearing like this big red dress and she would, she was sitting in a table and then people from the public would sit on the other end of the table and she would just look into your eyes for... Right. Totally silent. Like... I don't know, a minute or some time. And what she was talking about was that uh, they filmed it when one of those people, because in between people, like coming and going, she would close her eyes. So then when she would open her eyes, there'd be a completely new person in front of her. They brought somebody who was an ex, like somebody. <laughs> an ex-lover. An ex-paramour. <laughs> Paramour. Um, uh, somebody, you know, who was significant in her life once upon a time, and they probably hadn't seen each other in decades, whatever. So they caught that reaction. Well, she actually did something very, very, like, in the world of performance mm-hmm. art, uh, very famous. She did a performance art piece mm-hmm. in the 1970s where, because this is what people did in the 1970s, mm-hmm. well, where didn't have cable. Um, she was, I don't remember the specifics of it, but one of the portions of the performance art, like I think in one portion they could say whatever they wanted to her. And in the end, they could do whatever they wanted to her. And they tried to like kill her. And like, like the public, like, they tried to like kill her, to rape her, and all that, and that was part of the performance art. Yeah, it's like really messed up. Um, I mean, it's no robotic centipede centipede coming out of Madonna's vag, but you know, here oh, we are. in that new NFT. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but look, I faltaba. Like, look it up. Like, listeners, look it up because I didn't know that. It's, it's really complex. It's like very famous within the world of performance art. But, but again, like, even performance art, it's like, again, it's Tilda Swinton in a box. Right. I mean, what we're talking about, people, is that some years ago, Tilda Swinton, the actress, <laughs> was in a glass box for what? How many for days? For like two, three days or something. And, and there was, you know, she slept in the box. That's all she did. It wasn't a very big box. Eat in the box. (laughs) And everybody was like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's Tilda Swinton in a box. The funny thing is that if you describe it, it literally sounds like an SNL skit. So is a mime getting out of a box? (laughs) And yet mimes are still the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. (laughs) What's to say, what's what's funnier than a mime pretending to get out of a box? Is a mime trapped (laughs) in a box? box. Trapped in an actual box. They are the. They are considered. Are, do, you, do you think they're over or under clowns? I, Although clowns have lost their stock. They have lost their stock, but I think mimes are under because at least clowns, you know, mimes. Everything is imaginary. At least clowns can actually make a little balloon animal. Right, and clowns can talk. Can talk, right? You know, and interact with interact, you. when they hit each other with a pie. It's a real pie, right? And 
Yeah, and mimes really aren't big in uh, North America. No, <laughs> no, not even in Montreal. <laughs> it's a very European thing. <laughs> and you know, you know those Quebecois, but not even them. <laughs> They're the bottom of the totem. They pole. are the bottom of the performance totem pole. <laughs> I think it's like mimes and like puppeteers, and then clowns. Oh, <laughs> um, are you serious? I think so. But I feel that puppeteer is like... Depends on the puppeteer. Like, if we're talking like, you know, like Muppets, that's one level. But like, you know. I, we've talked about this on the show before. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I know we have. But... The Muppets? The Muppets. To me, the Muppets are real. There's not a hand inside that puppet. <laughs> we have talked about... Didn't we, didn't, wait, didn't we talk about this when we were talking with Sonia Manzano? I, we, we may have, but I remember we had a conversation, you know... 200 some episodes ago. If I was to meet a Muppet, I would talk to the Muppet. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't talk to the person. I've told you that. Under them. No. The Miss Piggy has co hosted The View a few times. <laughs> and to me, she's a co host. To you, Miss like, Piggy has co hosted The View. Yes. Right, right, to right. Me, she's a co host like any other like, invited co host. Right. right? <laughs> like, to me, they have social security numbers. Right, like, they, they they have Medicare. Or they have yeah yes. yeah. Like I don't I, I'm with know you. anything about the farceness of it. I don't talk listen. To you. I don't want to know. I don't care. I, I have don't. tried actually reaching out to the Muppets for the show because you know Pepe the King Prawn, he's a Latino Muppet, and I've tried I've tried looking for an email. I'm like, that would be great because that would be one that we would have to record. I forget like video record. I forget who I heard it from, or even I, I forget where I got this from. That, like, when celebrities and stuff go on Sesame Street, even between takes, they talk... They talk to the Muppet. As in character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think we talked about this yeah. with, with Sonia. It's not like, you know, with they have the Muppet of Elmo and Bob is the... <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Puppeteer. And it's like, hey, Bob, how's your name? No, baby? it's Elmo. It's like, hey, Elmo. <laughs> I would totally be like, yeah. like I'd be like, I don't even want to know your name. Hi, Elmo. It's been such a long day. would <laughs> be like, do you want to go to craft services? Elmo tired. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Elmo and Yoda having a conversation? Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, okay, but Elmo has the right syntax. It's just he talks in third person. Mm -hmm. But Yoda talks... The syntax is all all, is right. all wrong. Tired I am, Elmo. Right. <laughs> oh, now I want that to happen. <laughs> now I want this to be a thing. And I want this to be a thing like yesterday. Yoda Elmo. The Yoda and Elmo Hour. They should do like they should recite like Shakespearean poetry or something. <laughs> Elmo hungry. Elmo going to McDonald's. Hungry you are, Elmo. Nuggets chicken, I wish. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We know things can feel overwhelming from jobs to family to relationships, even finances. And despite the stigma from Hispanic families about airing our dirty laundry, we can all use someone to talk to during those moments of stress. Well, we're here to remind you that there's no shame in admitting that you need to speak with someone to work towards improving mental well-being. That's where BetterHelp comes in to, well, help. A customized online therapy provider, they offer therapy options on your time, whether it's via phone, video, text, or even live chat sessions with a therapist. BetterHelp's customized approach matches you with a therapist in under 48 hours based on what you're experiencing to help you better understand yourself. And as a special offer for Pero Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash pero. It's already more affordable than in-person therapy, and now you can save on your first month. Everyone deserves to be happy, and BetterHelp has helped millions take their first step on that path. That's betterhelp.com slash pero. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast episode. Oh wow! Wow. Let me let me take out my iPods. What else do you have for me? <laughs> so I had one other thing, and let me see if I can find it now because that's how that's how we roll. Um. Oh. Okay. Actually, you know what? It is kind of touching back on something we talked about last week. Um. So you know, last week Roe versus Wade. Some of you may have heard about that happening. Yeah, um, little, you know, little, little, little details. Um, but what I've seen lately is there was something that leaked because there was a PR agency that I can't remember the name. I want to say it was Edelstein, but I could be wrong. That has very big clients like Coca-Cola and, and McDonald's, you know, very, very blue chip, high level clients. And a, a memo leaked where they were telling the heads of the company, like, do not say anything about any of this abortion stuff don't release a statement don't don't just don't do it and then what i proceeded to see was people raking that pr agency over the coals for telling the clients not to do that and all i could think of was like but that's their job like they you, you know if you're a company you don't want to get pulled into these very very high and delicate topics and at the end of the day let me just be frank i really don't care about coca-cola's position on abortion right um i i i I just i think number one that's what pr agencies get paid to do and a lot of times remember a lot of times these agencies will will step in and say don't say anything but then a couple of weeks in when they've had a chance to formulate a response you know, we'll release something and what have you. Because let's face it, a lot of times, if you release a statement like this after anything, after anything happens, it can come back and bite you in the ass. Right. So, but people were upset that the PR agency was telling their clients Correct. not to, not to say not to say anything. Right, right, right. Okay, as somebody who's in advertising and all that, what do you, what, what? I basically, that's what I'm saying. I, but I if a client came to you and said that they wanted to give a statement? I would say don't do it. I would say, you do what you want to do. But, Make, but I don't recommend it. Number one, okay. But <laughs> number one, because okay, here's let me take a step back. Number one, 
It depends on the client. Because if we're talking about, actually, to use your example, perfect like example of earlier, I mean, that's actually from Café La Llave. They just sent us a new, <laughs> they just sent us a bunch of little knickknacks and tacitas oh, and, and café. Um, to use your example, actually, of Tom's, let's, let's use them. Tom's is known for their philanthropy. If something were to happen now that would call that that was kind of related to a topic or an issue that Tom's has been very vocal about, like homelessness, right? Let's okay, because they donate a pair of shoes to, to people in need. Let's let's broaden the scope and say homelessness, right? If something happened with like they were trying to outlaw homelessness, I don't know, I'm making stuff up, and Tom's wanted to release a statement, I would say, you know what, that makes absolute sense because it's tied to something that it's is something part of your, your it, it's your it's part of your brand identity, right? Fair enough. Pero regreso to Coca Cola. Well, but let me ask you: Does Coca Cola need to release okay, a statement? Let me, let me ask you no. this though. And, and if Coca-Cola came to me, and be like, what do we do? I'd okay. be like, don't but, say anything right now. But, Let's but see again, what happens. Again, I understand that argument um, because, you know, anything, when you're a, a huge corporation like that, it, it, first of all. Disney's dem- a perfect example, it, it's actually. It's if you do, damn if you don't. And then you're there's, there's going to be half of the population you're going to piss off. Right. Half that you're not. And then at the end, you're going to piss off everybody. Right. Right. But how different would it be or not be, like, for example, Two years ago, a lot of corporations and a lot of like really big conglomerates made comments about the George Floyd situation. I think the biggest difference there is that when you have, and I'll, I'll liken this, I'll, I'll kind of tie it back a little bit to Disney and the and the, the Florida, you know, don't say gay thing. When you have a company that does have employees of all different, you know, races, creeds, ethnicities, etc., mm-hmm. you inherently want to show those people that you stand by them that you stand by their you know by, by who they are mm-hmm. by by the very nature of who they are which is why you know it was a little disheartening with Disney specifically in the last couple of years you know when they've released many th- you know things within their their wheelhouse that are either you know coded as gay or you know or they or they have gay days they have their little pins with the pride flag you know when you don't hear them come out and say something it's a little disheartening because it's like wait a minute you're willing to take the money Mm-hmm. For it, but then you're not willing to say anything. You're not willing to walk the walk, right? Because you're talking I, the talk, but not but walking, not walking the, walk. the walk, right? So I think yes, if something that is, you know, like anti-black people, you know, comes to play, Coca-Cola, Delta, America, whomever. Yes, you take a stance because again, we're talking about the swath of your employees. Whereas I feel like even though at the end of the day. An abortion could, in theory, affect all women, right, who are 50% of the population. The fact is that that is something rightfully so that should be private. And so you don't necessarily have women just kind of walking into a boardroom and being like, had that abortion today. So you think that depending on what the issue is, there – it may, different levels. It may or it may not be appropriate or in in this case inappropriate for a company to say something. I, I believe so, and I also think that you have to attack it delicately, regardless. Well, I mean, I agree that you have to attack it delicately. But sometimes delicately, tactfully. but sometimes tactfully means you can't but at release the end a of statement the day, in 10 I mean, minutes. I think that a corporation, listen, in the eyes of the law, a corporation is, you know, is a person. United yeah. is a person. Um, I, I think that, it, you know, for example, with the current issue of a woman's right to choose, I think that if a corporation wants to 
make a statement, even if it's not a statement like, here at Coca-Cola, we are for abortion, you know, and we (laughs) do not want to, they could make a really pretty commercial of like, Coca-Cola spokeswomen throughout the decades. We respect women's choice. Because at the end, Coca-Cola stands behind women. Stands behind, you know, with women and wink, wink, you know. I I think that something like that, if that's something they wanted to do, Mm -hmm. would be a great statement. I mean, I don't think that the PR company, you know, going back to the the, the start the of it, story. Yeah. I don't think that the PR company should be attacked for that because the PR company is doing their job, whether right. you agree with their call or not. But that's def- that's, that's the definition story. of PR. That's a different story. But as far as like Coca Cola, because I mean, the the thing is that if if there's a chilling factor to the argument of abortion mm-hmm. or a woman's right to choose, then you can make that argument to any everything else. Oh right? no, I agree a hundred percent. But make- I but I think that that. Because of the rightfully private nature of abortion, it's not something that is as right. But but do you understand what I'm saying? When you compare it, like for instance, like like when you like when you compare like when you compare it to like George Floyd and the BLM marches and things like that. That's what I mean. It's it's right. But the the act of an abortion, the act itself is very private but a woman's right to choose is a very broad and open argument agreed right which really what this is what the argument is about you know as i always tell people i'm not for abortion nobody wants to get an abortion nobody loves abortion (laughs) nobody is like yeah i'm getting an abortion yeah there's not like punch cards like at the yeah right i'm not for abortion i'm for a woman's right to choose right right i see it differently i i don't i don't think they're I wouldn't say that it's not that they're mutually exclusive, but like I, to me, that's not the argument. Right, but you all, but you know very well that there are people out there who don't see it as pro-choice; they see it as anti-life. Well, of course. No, right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. So, like, well, it's yeah. that's the slippery. Unfortunately, the slippery slope that these companies might find themselves in, and so they have to approach it with care. I think. Right, but but you know, in the day and age that we're living in, it's just. It, I think that it, P, it, PR is just a nightmare because, it's, oh, again, it's damn if you do and damn if you don't. Yeah, you know? and I, you I know would what? never you, want to work you know, PR right you now. You know I'm going to give a really good uh, example of is Taylor Swift, right? Because, for example, I just – I my nature is like – as I always said, yo me tiro para la calle. Like, yeah. I'm about protesting. I'm about vocalizing. I'm about... Right. But that is who I am, right. right? But not everybody is like that, right. right? And if you choose not to be that, it's a, that's just not in your nature. That's doesn't just make you less you of a are. person. I, I don't think you should be forced to do that. I don't think it means you don't care. Right. I just think that maybe you don't feel comfortable publicly talking about that the same way that, you know, a lot of people don't feel publicly talking about that. And Taylor Swift was given a lot of crap for not speaking up against like when Trump was president against Trump. Because, you know, she had such a diverse fan base, mm-hmm. right? And they, she was given, you know, Again, you know, she was totally with the gays, but then she wouldn't call out Trump and any anti-LGBT right. legislation, right? <laughs> right? And she got a lot of shit for that until she finally did, right? right? So it, it's one of those things that, like, you know, if she did and she wanted to, great and at, her, at her own time, right? You know, great. You know, we we say that too about like, well, we've talked about that about like public figures, you know, who decide not to come out publicly or decide right. that just because they I'm not going to say it just but because we'll, they are gay right. doesn't mean that they're going to become an advocate or that they're going right, to become, right. you know, um, the poster child or, right. or right. right or, you know, 
whatever, an activist. Right. That's a personal choice. And I don't think that makes you a bad person because I think that right now we're living sort of in an all or nothing, you know, yeah. time that it's like you're either with us or with, against us. And, you know, not everything. Human is beings that, are lower nuanced. Not everything that. is that black and white. Some people just don't feel comfortable being in the middle of this controversy. That doesn't mean their heart is not in the right place right. because it, it's the attitude of like, if you don't say something, you know, if. What is a silence? It's complicity. Right, right, right. And I agree that to a certain extent it is because I agree that, you know, people need to speak out, especially about certain things. But again, you can't also put it over somebody who just doesn't feel comfortable. I mean, some people are very shy. Some people are very reserved. They're very introverted. You shouldn't put it over them like a hammer either. There's also something to be said for, you know, I think, and we'll use, I'll use ourselves as an example. I think after 200 plus episodes of people listening to us, they know where we come down on certain issues. I don't feel the need that every time something happens, we necessarily, I mean, we're a current events podcast, but we don't necessarily have to like run to make a statement or, or show a position. I feel like after a certain point, you know where people mm -hmm. stand. Yeah. You know, and, and they shouldn't have to, in essence, come out every time. I mean, if they do, they do. And if they don't, they don't. But they shouldn't have to. Right. Um, and with whatever topic. So hmm, that's um, that's a good one. I mean, look, um, like this week, the whole thing with that was the whole argument of is it OK to protest in front of a judge's home? What do you think about that? With a Supreme Court judge? Well, in this case, it was a Supreme Court justice, but just in general. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna. I have a question for you before. <laughs> yep. Supreme Court justices, by their nature, are not elected officials. No. So that that walks a fine line, right? Because you can make the argument that they were that they did not. I mean, yeah, they chose to accept the nomination, mm -hmm. but they were appointed. So you know, they're kind of just doing their job. Um, I I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right because at the end of the day, you know, obviously these are much older people, Supreme Court justices, but, you know, you're protesting in front of a private residence. You're protesting in front of a house of somebody who has a family who has nothing to do with the decision. You know, okay. they, they, it's like I always say, you know, when, when people get elected into like the White House and all of a sudden it's like, oh, look at their children. And I'm like, dude, no, literally, lo que hay menos tienen any you know dog in the race is the underage kids right because they literally just woke up one day and it's like hey guess what we're moving to the white yeah. house yeah you know that that is where i kind of draw the line and i think i don't know i think you can protest someone at their place of employment but you know where do you draw the line i mean i look i think that where i would protest would be at the steps of the supreme court right I probably wouldn't go uh, protest in front of a justice's home, but I think that you have the right to. It is legally protected. It is legally protected because the Supreme Court has ruled. Is it the Supreme Court? I forget if it was the Supreme Court ruling that they ruled. Was it the Supreme Court or was it a federal court? I can't remember now. That ruled that it is legal to protest in front of an abortion. If you're um, pro-life to protest in front of the home of a doctor of an abortion clinic. Really? It is. Oh, see that? I didn't know. It is. So. Okay. Well then. Okay. 
with that context now under my belt, right, I, because remember, I wouldn't do it, but I, okay, I can see right. it. Free speech can, free speech, uh, uh, constitutionally free speech can be curtailed in scope and time, but not in messaging or location. They could just tell you, mm. oh, you can't protest in front of the house from like 6 to 12. S- right, 9 p.m. to like 6 a.m. Okay. Because those are just the ordinances here. But you can't protest the rest of the time. Um, but, again, I, I that's not how I would do it. Right. I, I would do it. I think that the steps of the Supreme Court would be a lot more impactful. Absolutely. Because um, I, I do, even if it's a justice that I obviously disagree with, again, I, I'm not going to cross that line because I wouldn't want them to cross that line right. for me. Um but I think it's fair game. I, they certainly have a right to be there as long as it's peaceful. Um, right. They, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this. I thankfully we have a podcast and we'll be along for and the ride. We can, we can make our voices heard. So uh, so moving right along. Actually, before you do, because this has there's no way to shoehorn this in. Yeah. The other day I was watching an episode of Webster. From the eight, yes, with Emmanuel Lewis, yeah, and whatever the episode was that they were part of like a Boy Scout troop, they were going camping, and the stepmother or the mother character started naming you know famous explorers, you know that you know from the olden days. Where she's like, you know, like Lewis and Clark or Abercrombie and Fitch. She said Abercrombie. And she Fitch. said Abercrombie and Fitch, and I was like. Oh, this is from like 1985, and they were saying Abercrombie and Fitch. Well, Abercrombie because of, and Fitch, right. the store has been around since the late 1800s. Right, but there you go. So I, I was like, I need to mention this just to bring it full circle. Yeah, that's like a total white thing. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Well, that's what they were going for. People, have you seen the documentary, White Hot by uh, the Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch? I think a lot of people saw it actually after you talked about it, because we, so. we got a couple DMs about it. Oh, we did? Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um. Actually, I wanted to quickly bring up something because it was I found it really interesting. So I was watching CBS Sunday Morning. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while, right? Well, wow. today, today you mentioned CBS Sunday Morning and in passing with the Muppets, The View. Of course. <laughs> um, wait, I need one more in PR. And I've been into Bill Maher a lot recently. But Bill Maher's topics are not... I, I, I usually wouldn't bring something up. For, from Bill Maher. Here. I have such a love-hate relationship with him. Well, but that's the that's, point. That's the nature of him. Yeah, right, yeah, that's yeah, the point. Yeah. Because sometimes he says things and I want to throw something at him. In the th- but then other times you're like, uh-huh. Like, yep. yep, he said it the way it is. <laughs> I, and the thing, there's a lot of liberals that don't like Bill Maher. Well, because he doesn't give a shit one way or the other. He doesn't give it. I mean, look, he obviously swings left, right? But he calls out liberals for their shit. Right. 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 Um, and he calls out a lot of things for what they are. Um, and... You know, a lot of people don't like him for that. But but that is what I like about Bill Maher, that it's not an echo chamber. Okay, equal and, opportunity. And he, he brings on people to his show from, I mean, he's had, oh, Steve, all over. He's had Steve Bannon on his show. Oh, the devil. Yeah, right, but he's had it. I mean, right. can you imagine a sit-down with Steve Bannon and Bill Maher? I mean, but anyway, moving from Bill Maher and politics <laughs> and Steve Bannon to donuts. Oh, yay. Who doesn't love donuts? Communist. And I learned something really interesting this week. Uh, on CBS Sunday Morning that I wanted to share with you guys. So do you know that especially in the West Coast, like 80% of all donut shops are owned by Cambodian res- uh, refugees? They are? Cambodia. Donuts. Delicious, delicious donuts. Hulu. 
There's a documentary on Hulu about. I just, like that. I mean, wow. Yeah, it was totally like I'm like really Cambodia. Did they say why? So what happened was that in during the genocide of Cambodia, right. which was like I think in like the 60s or 70s. Was that during the killing fields? Yes, okay. a lot of them immigrated to the U.S. and to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So it's like very similar immigrant origin stories right. you know they had trouble finding work they didn't understand the language so like they started getting jobs in donut shops and eventually they started opening up their own donut shops and what happened was and i thought that this was like so interesting was that the now famous pink donut box mm-hmm. you know why it's pink because the white donut the white pastry boxes uh-huh. were more expensive the pink ones were cheaper. Nobody wanted the pink ones. Like your iPod mini. Like my iPod mini. <laughs> Full circle, baby. Full circle. Full circle from our first topic. <laughs> Nobody wanted the pink boxes. So they were cheaper. So they just would randomly buy the pink boxes. Because that's what they're going to afford. Right. Because it was cheaper. So it sort of became their trademark. And then just everybody started that's using the pink boxes. Fucking but hilarious. Cambodian. Like, I just thought it was so... Really? There's a lot of donut shops in LA. There are. I, I mean, we we need more here. I mean, we love Mojo Donuts. We love Mojo, but I mean, yeah. we should have a donut shop in every corner. I mean, I mean, listen, if we can have a, a Starbucks on every corner, I know, right? And, uh, why can't we have the number of Starbucks be number of donut shops? Jimmy, you know that, Jimmy, get on this. You know that donuts are one of my favorite things in the world. Yes, I do. Yeah, you still have never made me your donuts. No, my donuts weren't great. I, th- that wasn't what I said. I just there's something magical about a donut. What do you like more, donuts or cupcakes? Oh my god! I feel like I'm on Sophie's no, choice. No, I I, to me it's a donut. It, it depends on the day. No, my the donut will always win. I mean, I love me a cupcake, but you know the donut will always win. I'm really having to think this through. A donut or a cupcake? The thing is that like I, I like the the icing on a donut, but I love the frosting on a cupcake. So I love donuts. As I said, I love love donuts. I love all types of donuts. I love, I love them with different frostings, different fillings. Like give you it name to me it, yeah. all, right? <laughs> but there's something magical about a really hearty, really thick sugar raised donut with just sugar and cinnamon. Simple or like a glazed one. A glazed. Because the thing is that those sugar donuts tend to be cake donuts, and I'm not a fan of cake. Donuts. No, no, no. They, they, they. The sugar ones aren't cake. The sugar raised ones? No, they're regular donuts. Or a glazed one. A sugar glazed. Or a glazed. I, I'm, I'm all about the glazed. Just a, a very simple. I've always told you, if you can't make a good glazed donut, I don't care to try everything else. Well, like, but, it, but it's true. If you're going to open up a bakery, you need to be able to master the basics. Okay. A cookie, a donut. Okay. Mar- what is it? Mary. Mary Kilfock. <laughs> a cookie, a donut, <laughs> or a cupcake. I'd kill the cookie. Okay, I I I'd fuck the cupcake, <laughs> and I but I would marry the donut. I want to be marry. I'd marry the cupcake and I'd fuck the donut just because it's easier. Well, <laughs> but the other one's softer. Yeah, but it already has a hole in it. We we didn't really need to get that graphic. <laughs> We didn't need to get graphic. Hey, listen, you started the game. Right. No, no, no. No, no one to blame but yourself. No, no, no. I'd marry the donut. I want the donut forever. Because it's like a ring. Yeah. <laughs> I even like that twisted donut. Uh, not the crawler. There's the French 
the French curler. Because the French curler is like a and circular. That looks like a braid. Right, the braid. You're talking about the braid. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like them all. I'm like, you know, I do like that braid donut. Yeah. It's more donut. It's more of a value. I feel like with that, what's your favorite donut? You know what? With that braid donut, I feel like I'm getting a donut and a cake. Okay. Okay. What about, okay, a brownie, a cookie, a donut, or a cupcake? Brownie at the bottom. Okay. <coughs> then cookie? Cookie. Then, depending on the day, cupcake or donut. Okay. How about, uh, okay, this is fun. This is great. Okay. How about ice cream, brownie, cookie, donut, um, cupcake so i'm gonna cheat and i'm gonna combine the cookie i mean i'm sorry no you're I'm not gonna, cheating i'm gonna combine the brownie and the ice cream so i can oh. have a sunday <laughs> okay and then i'll keep the cookie. i don't know the thing with ice cream is i'm not a big ice cream person i like ice cream i i do i genuinely like ice cream but i very rarely will get a craving for ice cream what is wrong with you well i mostly get cravings for like cupcakes and donuts so, Which, of course, they're all closed I by, like, like six. I, I like everything I talked about. <laughs> but you know which one reigns supreme for me. What will be all of them? The flan. A flan. A flan. I, I wonder if they could make, like, a flan donut. Me and the flan, the flan will always win. I feel like the flan understands you. Yeah, I, I do. When I have, like, a really good piece of flan, like, the, you know, our friend's flan. Yeah, yeah. Like, I take a... Like, next time I have one of her flan... So, we have a friend that makes just... An amazing. It really is flan. your your favorite flan. Like it's it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Like it's in my top three. Yeah, and she makes like an amazing flan. The the regular version and the che- her cheese flan. <gasps> the cheese one is like so good. Other wor- worldly. Yeah. Like when I have it, notice next time I have it, like I take a moment and I like process it. <laughs> like I need to process that it's like first a full, spoonful. It's like a full body experience. That's like, why I'm saying the flan understands to me, you. The flan like. Again, it's me because I'm obsessed with flan. Like, people, I am obsessed with flan. Like, when I cut it, like, to feel the knife cutting it, <laughs> right? And, you know, usually it's a wedge, so there's, like, another yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, And then when you lift it up, you feel it coming undone. Okay, you're side. describing it the way some people describe porn. Right. Like, that's, like, literally, and like... Then, and then the spoonful. That first. And then when you first put it in your mouth, that creaminess... It's like with the little caramel. It's like, oh my god! Like I, I take a moment. Like I'm like, I no, I see me, you taking the moment as we me, speak. And I don't even have flan in front. No, exactly. Of me I'm thinking about You're, flan. It, it, it's sense memory. Yes, yes. So I love it all. Like I'm addicted to sugar. I really am. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Like I tell people all the time, you could keep your porterhouse wagyu steak. Give me a delicious piece of flan or like a donut. Yeah. I'll never forget that one time. Devil's food cake. We were in Austria, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we walk into this beautiful, just beautiful old world bakery. And it was exactly what you would think it would be. Okay. Because bakeries here in the United States are very, I don't know, they're, they're, they're very like, I, I, I think because bakeries, most bakeries here in the U.S. are combined with coffee. So it's very like quick mm-hmm. and go. Right. Very transactional. Right. Um, although some of them you do, you know, a lot of them do have for you to sit down, but it's it's more for it's more to like hang out and less about 
the baked goods, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This bakery was not that. This bakery was up, like the the baked goods were front and center. Okay, they were right? the star, and 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 then it was like old, like wooden and all that. Oh, so I remember they had like so they had a section of like different delicious frosted cakes Ooh. and cupcakes, and then they had like all these like cookies, and then all these like different like desserts and pastries. It sounds like out of like a fairy tale. And then they had like you know yes. Yes, I, I, I could have sworn something was sparkling, right? <laughs> and they had, like, malts and milkshakes. And I remember being like, I'm going to cry. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I remember telling my parents, like, I, let's go. Let's just go. Like, what did you wind up having? Actually, no, I took, like, a box home. Like, okay. Well, not home. Like, because I know what happens when you can't decide. Right. No, no, it can, you know, that's what happens with me. So, listeners, <laughs> I get very overwhelmed because... I love desserts. If you know me, yeah. you know that I'm all about the dessert. As I said, you could throw away. Well, not throw it away. I, I, mean, I want to wag you <laughs> I'll too. take it, yeah. But, you know, I, give me the sweets. And so there was this, this really funny story among our friends that some years, this was years ago. There was um, a restaurant in South Beach on Lincoln Road called Next, which has actually closed. Yeah, it closed. After like 20-some years yeah. it closed. And Next actually in like the late 90s, early 2000s, got into a nasty little legal battle with the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, I thought it was owned by it. I thought they bought no, it. No, sir, that is not a Cheesecake Factory restaurant. Well, I thought they eventually bought it. Right, because everything inside of it looked like the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, the menu was like was 45 like, pages it was long. Like rustic, yeah. you know, brown. You know, No, and the most, menu that looked like Pangea. Yes, the menu. and uh -huh. then, But they had, um, whereas the Cheesecake Factory has predominantly cheesecakes, they had a wider selection yeah. of like really high end desserts. They had obviously cheesecakes. They had a carrot cake that was like three mm. feet tall. Oh, they had like German chocolate cake. They had like a, a black forest cake. They had a coconut like cake. And... They had tart, right, tarts. They had different chocolates. And I remember one time we went there <laughs> and you could go into like the bakery to pick what you wanted. And I was like, I can't, I, like, I can't, like, I can't pick something. Like, I, 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 I again, I wanted to cry. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to cry because I don't know what to do. Right. So I ended up getting a bowl of fruit. Yeah. He had so many options that he went with the fruit. I went with the fruit. The fruit. Like, you know, I'm having the fruit. Never the mind. Fruit. Never mind. I'm going to have the fruit and be mad. Yeah, and you don't even want it. No. That's the worst part about it. You are not happy with the fruit. That's a very me thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like, I want it all. I want the cheesecake. I want the, I want the tart. I want the merengue. I want the, the, the whatever. I want the German chocolate cake. I want it all. I want it. I want it. I want it. And you know what? I'm just not going to have any of it. <laughs> because I want, the, I want it so bad, I'm not having give it. Give me the bowl of strawberry and peaches. <laughs> and I literally, listeners, I had a bowl of fruit. <laughs> Well, we were all devouring our, you know, decadent cakes. Yeah, I was like, I can't. He's that's, like, how, that's how I felt in Vienna. Okay. <laughs> okay. Vienna was like really grand. Like I remember my mom's like, pero tu vas a ordenar tanta cosa. And I'm like, I sure am. <laughs> Aunque me reviente. <laughs> when in Vienna. I've never been. To Switzerland, we passed through it. Um, when we were doing a tour of Italy, because we were like in the north, and we just kind of like, but no, I ate a lot of chocolate there too. I would imagine. Yeah, it's funny because like to all the European countries I've been to, like I'm I do the for that you know I I never like to do the you know 
typical tourist thing. Right. I always like to go off of the beaten path. But when it comes to food, give me all the tourist. Well, stuff. yeah, because if your country is known for something, in Italy, yes, give me, give, give me all the pasta, give me all the pasta, all of it, give me all the pasta, all the, all and, the gelato. And you know, you know, it's funny about pasta in Italy. I mean, you've been to Italy, and yeah. you know, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have been to Italy. Um, pa, you know, I think that when you travel to Europe, there's certain things that you're disappointed in and there's other things that it's like okay it's better yeah right yeah. so it's like a hit or miss yeah because there's a lot of things that like we're american right yeah we like our pizza to have five thousand calories right it's not pizza napolitana <laughs> that they give you in venice that it's like a thin little layer i don't of, like thin crust to begin with even here like a so, thin little almost yeah. like a see-through layer with like a yeah. dollop of tomato sauce with a little piece of like i mean it's it's mozzarella. yummy but it's not what i'm it's, it's like, not what i'm craving it's like no it's i not want i want the five topping yeah. pizza with extra cheese yeah. give me my hawaiian pizza right yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. or like a really like classic new york pizza yeah. but as i also super but then like the pasta in italy it really is like it's just better. Yeah, it really is. It really, it, really, it really is, is yeah. other level. Yeah, and and in Europe, the the country that to me I was like the most impacted with their food was Greece. Really, in Greece, I thought everything just tasted so fresh, okay. and I'm like, this feta cheese was in the goat this morning. Like, I'm pretty sure. Like, See, I didn't. I, it's not that the food was bad in Greece, but I preferred the food in Italy. Well, no, no, no. It's not that that I. It, it's. I just was really taken aback by how fresh I thought the everything food was. was. Like everything was so like, wow, this is like real Greek yogurt. But it's funny because this this um, honey that you're putting on the yogurt, I'm sure they have a beekeeper right, in the back. Right. I felt you know? I feel the same way in Latin America too, like the countries I've been to, like yeah. eh, Peru, Venezuela, Costa Rica, like all those <laughs> countries. I feel the exact same way. Where it's yeah. just like, yeah, this was just milked. Right. It's so it's so like. <laughs> disappointing funny and tragic when you go to italy and it's like yeah they don't have chicken parmesan that's like an american invention <laughs> yeah olive garden it's not a thing kids no but like not even olive garden no like, no but chicken digo. parmesan it's such a i don't even think like lasagna is like i think I, lasagna I think is las american no i think lasagna exists over there i just don't know if it's italian gotcha, you know what baby. i mean oh my god it's so delicious you know that I'm not big on red sauces. I like simple sauces. Like I, that's why I a like carbonara. A, oh my god! I like a good red sauce. Mm. Okay, okay. heartburn. <laughs> Has that ever stopped me from that's eating anything? True. That's true. <laughs> you know what I think about red sauces that. I don't taste the pasta, I taste the red sauce. But then again, okay, and that's when fair. I have like a gorgonzola cream sauce, Ooh. I'm like, can you bring me a bucket of the gorgonzola? Cream yeah, you're sauce? only tasting gorgonzola I'm at that really point. You're having sauce with we, a side of gor Yeah, gorgonzola. Pasta. Yeah. <laughs> you're just having cheese with a little bit of pasta. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I remember when. <laughs> actually, I'm thinking of something completely different now. <laughs> oh God, where did your mind go? <laughs> we'll wrap up soon about eating. So, listeners, when I was 19, I was 19, I was in college, whatever. I was working at a place that um, a, they, they, they moved to California. And oh, this was the water? It, yes. And they took the, the Miami team to San Diego to do the transition. 
And then obviously when we finished the transition, we were laid off. But I was 19, so I didn't really well, give a and, shit. And you got right? a free trip to the West Coast. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they offered me to go. And um, I was in San Diego for five weeks, so a little bit over a month. And I remember when I told my parents, they were like, no, no. And I was like, well, you really can't stop me. I'm 19. <laughs> right. Right. But they were ultimately okay with it because whatever, it was for work. And I had worked there for a few years right. already, so... <laughs> and I remember that I was in San Diego for a, um, a little bit over a month. And, you know, I went with some coworkers, which was fine. But we didn't, I mean, we went to like LA one day. We went to Disneyland. We went to like the beach. But we really didn't go out. And like, right. I, you know, you know me, I'm very like, I'm adventurous for some things, but for other right, things, right, I'm, right, like, right, I'm right. staying in my apartment. And, like, right. I, I'm good. I'm going to watch Murder She Wrote. Right. 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 Um, and, I that is when I discovered Jack in the Box and In and Out Burgers. Okay, well that would that would have right. made sense. Okay, and that sourdough Jack, I would have like two of them a day, and I I just I and then I was sort of depressed because whatever the time of my life and whatever. Don't you remember when I came home? You and some other friends went to the airport to pick me up, and when I came in through the door, you were like, all of you were like. What happened to you? I gained like 20 pounds. <laughs> I do recall this. And I hadn't even shaved my head. And, and you were all like, oh. It was like, welcome home? Welcome <laughs> home. Oh, we needed to bring a truck. We didn't need to bring a Are we all going to fit? And I was like, I'm sorry. I had one too many sourdough jacks. <laughs> I but have you had the sourdough jack from? You know, I have not. Because I, I when, I'm, when I'm in the West Coast, I really just hit I'm going to say something so, that's going to be very controversial. Uh-oh. You're going to say it's better, you prefer Jack in the Box to In-N-Out? I do. I think In-N-Out. Oh, my God. We're going to get so much hate oh, over this. Why? We want a sponsorship. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We get the I think In and Out is okay. For me, In and Out is because we don't have it. Number one, so right because I feel that whenever I go to California, I'm like I gotta go to In-N-Out. I gotta go to In and Out because I can't get it here. And then I have In and Out, and I'm like, oh, it's good, but like, I mean, it's... I did it deserve it, Apuro. <laughs> because it's like I feel that it's like get me off the airplane and so straight I can go to In and Out right by the airport. Right. Forget the check into the hotel. Forget whatever you're doing. We have to we have to go to that one. That the have, line is always long, especially in LA. You haven't gotten to LA until you go to In and Out. I think that's fair. Right. Right. Yeah. But then when I have the In and Out, and this happens that it's to me done. every single time, I'm like, that was just okay. I do say I, have to, I really like their fries. I think they're okay. I don't think it's bad, but I like Jack in the Box. That makes me basic, doesn't it? I don't know because I've never had Jack in the Box. Oh my god, the sourdough Jack is so good. It's on sourdough bread with like melted, like it's like a white provolone or like a white cheese with mayonnaise. Oh, so good, so good. <laughs> Meanwhile, we just finished eating, <laughs> and we're like salivating over you know donuts. I but get and me a flan and a sourdough Jack any day. Any what I've never day. had also is I've never had, but they're only in Texas. What a burger! I've never had a Whataburger. Yeah. They're only Texas. They're or Texas adjacent. Like, and I'm sure if we're wrong, Seth will let us know. Yeah, I. I mean, look, one of my favorite burgers in terms of like artisanal chains, if you will. Mm-hmm. That I is a love that is a wonderful oxymoron. Artisanal chain. artisanal chain, right? Because, but I know you. No, but you're right. Yeah, right. Um, is it a um, Shake Shack? I do enjoy a Shake, shake Shack. Shake Look at the Shake Shack burgers. Not that other burgers are low in sodium, but Shake Shack burgers. You can taste the sodium. My hands after are like 
the gummy thing, the marshmallow guy from, from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I'm like, I knew that you already have paused to I'm begin like, with. I can't bend my fingers. Like, of how much sodium this yeah. has. Like, yeah. But you know, bring in the salt. I don't care. Like, I mean, how often do you go to Shake Shack? And I have extra cheese sauce on the side for the fries. It's so freaking so good. good. It's so freaking good. You know, now that we're talking about fast I want, food. I want Five Guys fries now. Five Guys is pretty good. The fries. Eh. I love the fries. Mostly, you know why I love, I know why I love the fries. I love the fries because it's like, you know, I'll have a small, but then they just fill the whole damn yeah. bag up. So I've told you what my favorite fast food fry is. <laughs> It's checkers. That's right. Or rallies. Depending, depending where, where you're at. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Seth. I'm sorry, Burger Beast. I love it. <laughs> so, you know what I really would love to know? And we can end with this. Okay. Like, we could have a, a quick conversation about this. Like, seriously. Okay. And you're in, you know, PR and advertising and all that. I really don't understand the evolution of the design of McDonald's. Of what? the buildings. That now it looks like an office building? Because, look, I understand... I actually read something about this because if you think about it, Burger King, Wendy's, and McDonald's have all revamped. Yes. Right. With Burger King has gone to like more retro, mm -hmm. like market, like visuals mm -hmm. and the font and all that. Right. Uh, Wendy's have completely changed their restaurants and yeah. they look really cool. I understand that McDonald's wants again an artisanal kind of like <laughs> that was that was the goal, right? The Met Cafe, right? Of it that, all. With like white subway tile and like wooden, right. you know, elements. I get it, I get it. But especially externally in the outside of their stores, they just, like why did they make it look the way it does? It's a gray box. It looks like a place you go for an office job. Right. Like, let's say that you wanted to evolve from the Golden Arches and the... Right. Which you shouldn't because that's your bread and butter. You know, the, but the overhang, you know, that right. they had. And, like, okay, let's say you wanted to evolve from that for Fine. some reason. But why to what it is? Like, it's really bad. Like, I, I feel that that's a design that in 10 years... It's going to look very dated. People are going to be like, remember when McDonald's, like restaurants and then we're gonna see a whole mark we're gonna see on the news mcdonald's is completely revamping their stores and they're gonna their, go completely retro right you know after their failed whatever you know a lot of times what happens with with those redesigns is is similar to what was ha what happened recently with baskin robbins where they redesigned their logo yeah the idea with mcdonald's in particular like i mentioned the met cafe right where the idea is, well, if we're going to do something that's like a cafe, we have to do something a little more upscale. Mm -hmm. So we have to get away from the reds and the yellows, like the, you know, the, and the, the statue and, of and, Ronald McDonald. Right, and the clown, because that looks very childish. So what happens is, unfortunately, they go the full pendulum swing to the other side, which is like, now it looks like a tax accountant. Right, no, I think that they're going to have yoga mats inside, you know. Right, and it's like, but is that really what you're about? Is that really what you think people are coming here for? Right. Like, I understand wanting it to look a little more like a Starbucks, maybe, in, in that, you know, because if you're going to have cafe. No, and things evolve, I, I fine, get it. But it, you're not a serious brand, quote unquote. Right, you know, to, to do that, but that's where it comes from. Is like, well, we want to we want to bring in, you know, we're losing market share. That's always what it, this always stems from. We're losing market share. Nobody ever makes a change like this by saying since we're number one, and everybody and we've just gotten business year over year increases. We're going to change everything. It always starts with market share loss, and then it's like, you know, we found that most consumers, um, you know, aren't looking to us as a fast food chain. They're looking at us as you know a place for a meal of convenience. And it's like, okay, so fast food with a fancier name. Right. 
And then it becomes, you know, now we have salads. So, you know, we can't have a, a clown where we have salads, you know. And so now it, it just... <laughs> not it, a clown. It, not a clown salad. and a salad. I mean, would you take a salad joint seriously if it came with the grimace? Right. You know, and so it just kind of snowballs from there. And then it becomes one of those things where, you know, they have focus groups upon focus groups of the people that they're trying to either retain or bring in. And a lot of times what winds up happening is they make these changes to gain that new consumer at the cost of the consumer that they already have. Right. Because you're trying to go after these people who are not going to – they're not your customers now. And chances are you put a new face on the thing. They're, they're still not going to be your customer. But now you've changed your entire look and you risk – alienating the customers that do love, love your product. I'm really upset over the fact that McDonald's doesn't have birthdays anymore. They don't have playgrounds. I had my birthday three times at McDonald's. I had a shit ton of them at the one on, uh, by Tropical Park. Yeah, I had them, the one by Bird Road. And Bird Road in 112. You know? Yeah. Um, With that metal slide that, because, you know, we live on the equator, was always you, burning hot. Do you remember their cake? Yeah, it was like a she, it was a sheet cake. It was a sheet cake with the sugar. With the yeah, it was like, and then they had the little the characters were made of sugar. Yes, yes. They always had Ronald the Fry Guys and I think Birdie the Early Bird. And it I was, feel that those are like the lost McDonald's characters. I can't remember what the cake actually tasted like. I know it was like a vanilla cake, yeah. but I couldn't tell you what it yeah. tastes yeah. like. Like nobody talks about the fry the fry people the, the fry the Fry Guys. Yeah. Well, I guess now they'd be Fry people, right? Or the Birdie. Yeah, birdie. The and then you know, burden. then there's our you know our um, the antihero grimace. The grimace, I love grimace. Grimace is amazing. Like there should be like a grimace appreciation. I don't know podcast. Everything has a day. We should have grimace day. Yeah, we should have grimace appreciation day. And then you know there was Mayor McCheese and the Hamburglar. No, no, no. We're getting rid of these characters because now we're a gray box. Right. We want to be so adult that now we don't even want children here. Right. <laughs> You're right. They're not catered towards children anymore. Uh, but I think also a big part of that was, you know, the whole health issue, right? Where it's like, oh, you're, you know, you're not a healthy option. You're, you're appealing to children with the Happy Meals and with the, with the characters. And I think that's to your point of how things change. You know, there was that pendulum swing of like, well, now we all have to be very healthy. You know, like when the head made Cookie Monster start eating vegetables. No, so now he's just a monster. You know, yeah, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, guys. Kids have no disposable income. So if you're making it appealing to kids, that's fantastic. But a kid doesn't go out and earn a living. So the parents are still the ones that have to take them. I just, again, I don't, I, I guess it's what you say. It's true. It's like the focus group upon focus group of the customer they think they want. Right. Right. And and again, yeah, I understand that things evolve and you're not going to have the same looking McDonald's. Aesthetics aesthetic change. Yeah. From the 80s now. Um but I just feel that they went, as you said, the pendulum swings like a complete 180 because yeah. they're not a bistro and they never right. will be. Right. You can think you're going to be whatever you're going to be, but you're not. I mean, you could open up a McDonald's at the Biltmore Hotel. It's not going to be a it's fancy It's a McDonald's. Restaurant. You're still a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, but again, I don't understand the aesthetic. Like, It's just boring. It's boring and it's it doesn't depressing. match. And it doesn't match. It's depressing because they literally are a great box. Yeah. Like, I look at them and I'm like, I'm like, okay, can they put like an awning, like a yellow awning, like yellow a trim. stick, like on a trim? Like, I don't know, do something with the golden arch. Like, I don't know, just not. There has great, to be a way to fix this. Not a great box. Yeah. There has to be a way to fix this. It's just a great box. Yeah. So, whatever. 
Yeah, McDonald's. Well, speaking of McDonald's. I love McDonald's. At the end of the day, I love You know what? I'll listen. I'm the I first love, one. I love McDonald's. I don't care what anybody says. I, I know it's unhealthy. I don't eat McDonald's every day. I don't even McDonald's. I don't even eat McDonald's once a month. But give I me, love me a Big Mac. Give me a double cheeseburger with bacon with extra onions, no pickles. Oh my god! Like I, I'm here for it. I'm totally for that. So yeah, it's soda times. Uh, McDonald's has made a search. I was gonna say, speaking of McDonald's, it's soda time. So do you want to go first? I will go first. I'm All giving right. a flat soda this week. Oh, okay. Why? So. So here in Miami, there's a video that went viral. I don't know if it's made gone viral throughout the country, but there's a video that went viral a few days ago here in Miami uh, yes. of um, this these people that had had what type of party was it? I don't even know. I think it was like, was it a batch? They had a party. It, it was a mid. It was midweek. It, it was. They had a party on a boat. On a yacht. On a yacht, and it, it was like a nice party. And yeah, there yeah, was yeah. an event planner and um, you know, and all that. Todo and whatever. So they had in the bow of the ship, they had it decorated with like dozens, if not hundreds, of balloons, yeah, like arches. And right. So when the party was over, they all got in, in the bow of the ship, and they started popping the balloons. Mm-hmm. And throwing the pop balloons into the bay. You know, like a pobre manatee comes and eats you know, it. And you dies. Know, chokes yeah. on a balloon. Right? Right, right. You know, the last thing we needed. Um, where's Louis Aguirre when you need him? Well, he was on top of this one. Okay, good. He I wouldn't was. expect anything left, <laughs> he less was. from our friend Louis. Um, and somebody videotaped. Somebody taped them. And I don't know if they put it on Facebook. They put it somewhere well, that it went viral. That's why I said Louis because it was. it started off on 10. On channel, oh, 10. channel ten, channel ten, okay, yeah, but 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 the, I don't know who videotaped, right? It. But I th- I think it probably they probably put it on social media, right? And, and then, then channel ten or with whatever it. news yeah. source got a hold of it, right, right? right? So then when the video went viral, they were able to track the people down. <laughs> they arrested one of them, right? Yep. And the other, like the event planner, was fined. Yeah, like the boat like, owner was the yacht owner was fined. It's like twenty five thousand yeah, dollars in like, fines. It's like a very serious offense, yep. but it's like you know what. I know a lot of times people plead law as ignorance insofar that it's like, oh, I didn't know there was an ordinance against that. I didn't know that there was a law. Okay, let's say you really don't know that there's an ordinance or a criminal statute. But did you think it was okay? Right. Right. Did you think that throwing... Not one balloon. Oh, one balloon fell over. No. I don't know what I see then. A hundred balloons, like deflated balloons in the bay. Do you think that that was okay? Like, I mean... These are the things that people do that it's like, do you think that, like, nobody was going to notice this? Because they did this at the Coconut Grove Marina. Oh, yeah. In pleno día. Right. In the middle of the day. Right. So it's like, did you think nobody was going to notice that you were throwing away all these balloons in front of everyone? Because it's not like, oh, shit, se me cayó uno. Right. So you know what? A flat soda to them. To all of them. To all of them. And then dunk them in the bay. With the balloons. (laughs) Yes. So I'm going to give a non-flat soda. I'm going to give a carbonated soda um, to a local organization that is called uh, Lotus House. Oh, Lotus House. Yes. You're I'm aware of them? With them? Yes. Um, so essentially they are a woman's shelter. I've actually volunteered for Lotus House. Really? Yes. Oh, cool. Um, so they are an, um, a woman's shelter that started in 2006. Um, just started in an old Overtown apartment building um, with 34 beds. And as of today... It has grown into Lotus Village, uh, 
which is a five-story complex with 500 beds for women and children. Um, they've just announced the nonprofit Lotus Endowment Fund, which has plans for another expansion with the construction of another five-story kids' village uh, focused on education and mental health. And so, you know, this is a place where you know women who are either experiencing homelessness or are escaping an abusive situation can. Uh, the times that I volunteered there, mm-hmm. I volunteered there probably like three or four times. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. There would be women beat up, battered at the doorstep of Lotus House waiting for it to open. Yeah. Because they made an escape in the night or whatever, and that's where they ran to. And they would literally be outside waiting for them to open. So they do they do God's work. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they I didn't realize they had grown so much to what, yeah. to what yeah. you're talking about. Because when I volunteered with them, again, it was many years ago, they were a much smaller yeah. entity. And, um, and really, if they started in 2006, they've only been around for a handful of years, really, a little yeah. over a decade. Yeah. And they've grown so much. And so, you know, I think, again, there's a lot of bad out there in the world. But when you see organizations like this that have really just made it their their mission, like you said, to do God's work. Let's send them a lifetime supply of soda. They should. You know if what? We, have, we were soda makers. If, we were so, if any of you out there are soda makers and want to send them a lifetime supply of soda, then I yeah. think they should. That's probably tax deductible too. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're great. They really, yeah. really are. They really are. Oh, that's a good one. We gave us flat one and a real one. And a carbonated. A carbonated one. So wow. All right. That was this week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that was just tired. I'm tired. I know. We went uh, the gamut. Yes. I'm ready for a vacation. Uh, but even if we take a vacation, we're not taking a vacation from the podcast. We need to figure that out, actually. Right, but we'll talk about that later. Um, we'll be like, live from the... <laughs> the middle of the Caribbean. From the middle of the Caribbean. We may be taking a cruise. Live from the Royal Caribbean, you know. From Coco Cay. You know, whatever of the seas is Pero Let Me Tell You. On this edition of Pero Let Me Tell You, it's the Carna- the, the Royal Caribbean Dancers. <laughs> Joining us also is the Royal Caribbean Ice Sculpture. Ice Sculptor. No, I like the idea of us just having the sculpture. The sculpture. <laughs> the sculpture. Also joining us today Chano. on this special edition of Pero Let Me Tell You, live in the middle of the Caribbean. You know, since it's a, since it's a ship, we'll have Chato. Yeah, so... We'll figure that out. But yeah, um, when we go on vacation, we don't go on vacation of the podcast. Right, yeah. We only go on vacation of the podcast, you know. End of year. End of beginning year, of year. Beginning yeah. of year. So anyway, every, so you're stuck with us, people. We hope you listened, laughed, and learned. As always, remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And again, thank you for joining us. That was episode 203. Yep. Have a great weekend, everybody. All right, cuídense. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.